The Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. The Walking Dead. Hello and welcome to Walking Dead Wednesday number 35, dude. I'm Chris Honeywell and I am here with my co-host, Dr. William Robinson. Yeah. And Sean Engel. I have a certain set of skills. Skills would make me a very evil demigod. <laughs> Crap, we already did that. <laughs> I know, we did all okay, our gags. Really? Yeah, it was <laughs> okay. yeah, Oh, you guys, the pre-show, it was... It was insane. We were talking about drinking hot tea, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and Doctor Bill has has switched from sugary caffeine drinks to the purest form. Well, not the purest form, which would be caffeine mixed up in water, which I think you could buy. You, they used to have that, but um, he's he's going to straight tea, no sugar, just plain tea. And Doctor Bill, I just thought we were we were talking about different kinds of teas to try. You ever tried a Long Island iced tea? It's a they're really good. That, really? Is that, hmm. is that really actually tea? I think there is really no tea in that beverage at all. I think actually, you should I, have a lo- uh, thermos full for work. Oh, well, I have, there you go. I have had a Long Island iced tea before, and it's amazing that it tastes like tea. <laughs> right. <laughs> It does, at it least does. from what I remember. And it has nothing like, this tastes resem- like tea. It has no tea in it at all. I, I don't even so, remember what's in it. A lot it's all liquor. It's all liquors it's, poured together. I mm. I first tried them <laughs> of all places in Canada on Canada Day when I was working up in Minnesota. We went up to cross the border to watch the fireworks on Canada Day. And there was a Long Island iced tea stand with two really drunk middle-aged men going, tea, 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 get your tea. <laughs> and you'd watch them mix it up out of liquor bottles. And and I then my father goes, you know what? You're old enough to drink here now. And I'm like, you're right. And I'm like, I'm going to try a Long Island iced tea. And I'm not a, I'm not a, you know, I'll drink like, Fruity drinks, I'll drink beer, or, you know, but the hard stuff, maybe I'll do shots of tequila now and then, but, you know. So I was given this big sloshy glass of liquor and started drinking it, and I was like, this is delicious and not painful. Mm -hmm. And very tea-like. Surprisingly, yeah, uh, I'm not a drinker at all, you know, but when I go, uh, I've gone with my wife on a couple of cruises, you know, with the family and everything. And when you're on a cruise, there's nothing to do but eat and drink. Down. So, you know, every once in a while I would have a drink and usually the Long Island iced tea was the one they had specifically because it's got more alcohol in it than pretty much anything else. And right. Also, it doesn't taste like ass. So that mm-hmm. that's definitely a bonus. It's the it's the one drink to have when you're just having one. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, now my my drink of choice for years when I was in the service was uh, a vodka Collins, which is a Tom Collins with no whiskey. Just you just take out the whiskey and put in vodka, and it tastes like lemonade. Hmm. And you can just pound those all day long. I, I I like the mixed vodka drinks, but then I discovered if I wanted to do liquor, straight tequila was the best. Uh, vodka I found is the only thing that I could get sick off of over and over and still come back to. <laughs> like I to this day, I can't, can't stay drink. mad at you. 
<laughs> I, <laughs> you complete me. <laughs> no, but rum. Oh, I can't even stand the smell of rum. But 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 vodka. Hey, baby, I'm back. I'm that way yeah. with gin. I don't know. I went to. I went to New Orleans for Mardi Gras with one of my friends one time. We tried hurricanes, which is just basically mm-hmm. like Kool-Aid and rum, and that's not too bad. I can I had that. I had I had some hurricanes down at Mardi Gras and it was yeah. It's Mardi Gras juice for sure. I think mm-hmm. that's how they they pick out who the tourists are too cuz I think all the tourists drink. Look yeah, well, things. that wouldn't well, and one thing... And all the Mardi natives Gras, shoot heroin. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, whatever. The, the one but they thing have that, special red-colored heroin for, for Mardi Gras. Oh, well, that's that's festive. Festive, yeah. yeah. Sometimes there's a little glitter <laughs> sprinkled in there with it. <laughs> that's got to go down nice and smooth. Beads, Ooh, yeah. That, that reminded me of Goldschlager. I don't ever want to drink that oh, again. Oh, dear Christ. Uh, because when is... it came back up, it was all gold glitter in the toilet. Uh, yeah. It's better than gold fleck turds the next yeah, day, that's... which is oh wow! I didn't think of that. That's after. what happens, baby. It goes so all I, the way through. So I could have like mined my own. You could have <laughs> filtered it out and and collected your forty five cents worth of gold or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 the uh, that's the gold show I want to see on the Discovery Channel. Yeah. <laughs> Here, wash this. I mean, if there was anything to it, there would be people just buying. There would be like a cottage industry of people filtering <laughs> gold slaughter through a strainer. Yeah. Oh dear God! Uh. All right. So, Walking Dead. <laughs> yes. Hmm. Well, this, this time... is usually what you are after you drink a lot. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> this time we're on a comic number fifty-nine, dude. <laughs> oh, before we do it, I actually got it's not a Walking Dead piece of swag. It's not a piece of swag either. I, I, I bought it off eBay. I bought it off in eBay when I found out it existed. I had had to have to had to have it. I don't have it in the form that I'd like it, which would be the original 1978 printing of it. This is let me see. I think it was 90s or actually I think it might be like mid 2000s printing of it. Dude, you're probably to come. Uh, what does it say? 2011. Um, the novelization of Dawn of the Dead Ooh. by George A. Romero and Susanna Sparrow. I have the n- novelization of Night of the Living Dead by Romero and Russo. And supposedly there's a novelization of Day of the Dead. I have not been able to see it anywhere. Ah. Hmm. The the 1978. There's a hardcover and a soft cover of the 1978 printing of this and the hardcover is just plain text and for some reason it looks evil and I want it so bad but it's go it goes for a hefty price so I guess it's a look around it for at garage sales one and and it would be one that you could like scan over and not see it because it just looks like any other any so other book. Yeah, it's just very plain looking. But, um, so now I gotta get Day of the Dead, but I've got this and I'll bet it's pretty good. The Night of the Living Dead one was pretty well written. Does it expand more on, uh, you know, on what happened in the movie? Does it get more insight into it? A little, but not really. Like, there's nothing, not much really that happens that doesn't happen in the movie. 
but you'll get a little bit of backstory from like an interior monologue of a character or something. It's uh, the Dawn of the Dead book seems to be a little longer. The the Night of the Living Dead book is a very quick read. Hmm. It's a very very slim paperback. This one's a bigger trade paperback sort of size and and you know a good deal thicker. That sounds interesting. I was wondering what I was going to read next. And I just finished a Margaret Atwood book, which was heavy, man. So I want something light and fun before the next heavy. I may read the next thing I may read may be the uh, Stephen King sequel to The Shining. Curious about I picked that up at a garage sale this year, and I'm pretty curious as to that. I hear it has... Um, it, it sounds like he's pursuing a group of old people who travel around in their campers from campground to campground, but they're vampires. Hmm. So it has a very kind of pulp film sound about it, you know, rather than a dark, introspective, shining-like story, you know. So I'm, I'm very curious to see if it's going to be Danny Torrance Vampire Fighter. <laughs> Danny Torrance meets Salem's Lot, you know. Where did we leave off on the uh, on on the Woodbury books? I think don't I have one of them? Did I get? Yeah, the we've last still one? got the, the last We're... one. We got to do is the part two of the fall of the go- is it fall of the governor? I don't yeah. think we did. Did we do part one? We didn't do part one. We didn't we do were part one. To do both of them sort of together? Yeah, because I've all read. Part, I know we've all read. That's part why one. I say we did. Okay, I'll read part one, but I still have to read part two. I just need to pick it up on Kindle because that was, you know, I, I love, you know, not that I'm promoting Amazon because if I was promoting Amazon, I would definitely promote going through the two true freaks league. But, you know, the Kindle versions are really great because if you buy them from Amazon and put them on your Kindle, you can read them on your Kindle, just like a book or your fire or whatever. Then if, you know, and this helps for me when I don't have a chance to read, I can bring them up to work and I can just put uh they, they've got play on them. and it's basically sort of it's not like an audible book where it'd be a character reading it but it's read in such a way where it's close enough to it being sort of an audible book so if you don't have the opportunity to read it it's read to you and it you know i've listened to is it a uh, recording or is it like reading it no it's it's kind text. of like it's kind of like siri it's kind of like okay. siri doing the text except it's not as digitized it's not as computer like hmm. it actually sounds like kind of like an actual person reading. I mean, it's not like you had an actual dramatic reading of it with like you know a, a character actor doing it, but it's good enough that it doesn't sound like you're listening to like a, Stephen Autumn. Hawking. Yeah, it's not Stephen Hawking. The governor pulled out his penis and then he raped Michonne. Yes, it's not as bad as that. Uh, but if it were Stephen Hawking doing it. I'd listen to the hell out of that. <laughs> I would. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Oh. <laughs> Stephen Hawking reads Penthouse <laughs> form. <laughs> Fifty Shades, 50 of, Grey. Shades of Grey. Exactly. That's you want this, right don't there. you? He, he grabbed the cat of nine tails, Bob. Pulled it out of my... This is why I reject Fifty Shades of Grey right out of the... Right out of the gate as a s as a valid s type of story because 
the the premises is this guy is some you know super billionaire powerful guy masoch or, or sadist those guys are the masochists those are the guys that wield power all the time and in order to relax they got to have somebody tie them upside down and beat the hell out of them that's what 50 shades of gray was supposed you know if it was in reality it would be her jamming things up his butt while he cried and called her mommy you know so screw that oh bill also what we were talking about earlier <laughs> dead celebrities is there gonna be something going on at that, at that comic-con you guys are going to please don't tell me you're gonna be jamming things up bill's ass ah wait wait what what what, what comic-con is that what hey, that atlantic hey, city one that you're going to uh, i'm not going to that one okay dr bill is talking about the gold coming out his ass okay oh, oh okay. And, okay and, and instantly almost Ooh. the world starts becoming Whew. interested in your ass when gold is coming out of it so. either that or coffee beans out of alvin's ass uh, uh, project don't <laughs> eat this alvin come on you like it <laughs> the cat that laid the perfectly blanched coffee beans uh. Be glad you're not in the green room listening to our pre-show crap. It's, it's, the, <laughs> it's the Alvin Sparta Robinson blend. <laughs> so, Walking Dead. But wait, where were you going with that, Chris? Well, I was just saying, it just reminded me, we were talking earlier, before before we even started talking when we were IMing about uh, there's, oh, there's been a dead batch of dead celebrities since last episode. There always is. Yes, we adding to our army of the dead celebrities. We have Louis Jordan, who played Dracula, who was actually yes, played an undead. And he was in. Uh, so now he can be on the Cannibal Run list. Yep, yep. We and, need this. Uh, we need to have our like celebrity army of the undead for Gary Owens. Oh, oh poor Gary Owens. Yeah, he yeah. just passed a little while ago. Do you think he, Gary Owens as a zombie would be like grunting and stuff, but it would be like flashier and like? Do you think he, I think uh, he would have. He would definitely have one hand up to his ear. Right. Blobble glob, blobble glob. And and then we had uh, Leslie Gore. It's my party, and I'll cry. She played Dracula and, in a BBC movie, too. No. No, but she's saying, it's my party, and I'll die if I want to. Die and, if and I want to. And her name has score in it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> died of lung cancer. Yeah, she died of lung cancer. <laughs> yeah, smoke it with me, you got him. Yeah. <laughs> well, so that's all I can think of right now. I think that's it. That's died recently. I didn't. Wasn't there a fake Michael Caine death recently? I think somebody, or maybe it was no a idea. fake Chevy Chase death. Maybe, but I don't know. His career's been dead for years. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm bummed. <laughs> but I'm, I'm Michael Caine, and I'm not dead. Just my movies. I've only been in seventy movies this year, so you might not think I'm round <laughs> as much. And even if I do die, there'll be still many more movies coming out, which I will be in. I've got 48,000 in the can. And this is a horrible Michael Caine impersonation. Oh, oh, come on. Yeah, I'm not even trying. Well, I'm trying. No. That's... 
Oh, Michael Caine's Sad. obviously not trying either. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Michael Caine. Uh, yeah, if you're going to do your Michael Caine impression, you might as well just phone it in anyway. That You know, this does work. This will be my shtick for this one. I took a generic Wikipedia synopsis, so I'm going to read it like a generic uh, Stephen Hawking computer. Excellent. Oh, Christ. <clears throat> <clears throat> Uh, so, are we ready for the synopsis? I guess so. Oh, I was <laughs> born ready. Steve. <laughs> Muting now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Issue 59 of The Walking Dead. Morgan comes out of his house, and Rick accepts that he shot his son, Wayne. Morgan sees Carl and asks him if he is Rick's son. Carl says yes, and Morgan hugs Carl, saying that he is happy to see him. Carl gets quite scared, but Rick tells him it's okay. Rick takes Morgan's bag, and Abraham says he'll be riding in the back of their car. Rick says they should be going, and Morgan thanks Rick for everything. Rick says he shouldn't, and says he did the right thing. Morgan agrees, and they leave. As they drive away from the house, Dwayne is walking outside with a chain hanging around his waist. In the car, Morgan looks out of the window with a surprise grin on his face. Rick says if he needs anything, he should let him know. Morgan asks suddenly if Rick did find his wife, and Carl informs him that Lori and his sister died together. Morgan is sorry to hear it, and Rick says they're almost there. The group are in Rick's old workplace, the police station. Rick says to Abraham, he parks inside because it's safer. Rick says to Abraham that he keeps the keys of the station in his pocket because he feels naked without them, and he is weird. He and Abraham open the gate and let the car in. Inside, Morgan says nobody's been in there for a year. He starts to hit his head on the wall until he starts to bleed. Rick yells at him to stop. They grab some weapons, and once outside, Abraham asks Rick to watch Morgan. When they are heading back, Morgan keeps staring at Carl and tells him to quit it. Rick yells back at Carl to be nice to Mr. Jones. Morgan apologizes and says that Rick just reminds him of Dwayne. Rick says it's okay, and they look for a place to stay the night. At night, Rick says Abraham should get some sleep, but he can't. Carl can't either, and Rick as well. Abraham says at least someone is sleeping, referring to Morgan who is actually revealed to not be sleeping at all. In the morning, Abraham tells Rick if he is tired, he could drive. Rick disagrees, and they leave the place. A little bit later, they discover a herd, a large group of zombies. Abraham yells they have to drive as fast as they can, and they do. The herd starts to block the road and they crash their car into another car, throwing Abraham out of the back. 
zombies are surrounding the car. Rick wakes Carl up. Morgan is in a panic and tries to run. Rick tells them to stay on top of the cars. And Morgan yells hysterically that they are dead. Rick tells Morgan to shut the fuck up and follow him. They are in the middle of zombies and Abraham covers them. He doesn't want Carl to slow them down, so he puts him on his shoulders and they begin to run. To run. To run. To run. To run. End of line. <laughs> to run, run, run. To run, run. <sighs> that wasn't as easy as I thought that it was, was kind of Stephen Hawking. <laughs> it was Stephen Hawking, but have you ever heard um, Everything You Know Is Wrong by the Firesign Theater? There was a little bit of gas music from Jupiter there. Attention, humanlings and earthlings. Up where you are. Do not try to reserve. We have come from the 211th I've seen some of that, some of their stuff, but not all of it. Oh, I was getting out of breath doing that. I've heard, it's I've heard not the easy Weird Al Yankovic song. I've heard the Weird Al Yankovic song, Everything You Know Is Wrong, but hmm. I don't think Is I've that... heard the Friday Theater. Oh, it's a, it's it's the best conspiracy theory parody fun recording ever. I can imagine. Ever made. On YouTube, and I'm I'm sure I'll, I'll dig up some gas music from Jupiter to to play on here. Either that or just some robotic stuff behind it. <laughs> this well, basically, this, it was a pretty generic issue. Basically, it's not a bad just... episode or issue, but it's just yeah. When I was reading it, I'm like, I don't remember this at all. Mm-hmm. I you know, I'm like, I I just don't re- I don't remember. The only yeah, thing I, I remember is the two-page splash of them coming over the hill with the car with all, all the zombies in the middle of the road, and that's really all I remembered from this. Yeah. yeah, because we've had them talk about a herd for a long time. Abraham has mentioned it, uh, especially when he met the the team at the farm and said, "You don't want to go firing weapons, you know, because the sound carries and that causes the walkers all to gather up and start moving in the direction of the sound." So the idea of a herd has been seeded throughout the comic recently, but we've never seen one. And we get this amazing two-page splash of all these zombies there, you know, multitudes we haven't really seen <coughs> since, like, Atlanta. So it's mm-hmm. that's the real drama of this issue, aside from Morgan being a wacko. Well, that's a, a lot of it is just people being creeped out by Morgan mm-hmm. because yeah. he's... I mean, the, uh, uh, if you know his backstory, you can sort of see like how he's traumatized and stuff. But to every, especially to Carl, everybody's like getting pissed off because he's just like glomming onto Carl. Mm-hmm. And no, no, I've got to wonder on like that that fourth or fifth page where they're leaving from Morgan's house. Abraham's in the back of the El Camino. Do you think he sees? Dwayne. Yeah, but I don't well, think he knows who Dwayne is. He's just like that's just another, you know, walker. Yeah, because I don't think he went in the house. But if, right. if you look at, at at the picture of him where Dwayne comes out, mm-hmm. Abraham's not looking at him. He's looking down. Yeah, kind he's looking of. down and to the side. So yeah. So either he doesn't see him, or he's purposely not looking, or he's averting his gaze, not to draw attention. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. It could you could debate it either way, but yeah, it just it just shows that Morgan is 
is really not not well, well for this world. Yeah. You know, he's he's obviously traumatized. You see him throughout the rest of the book just staring blankly out the window, making inappropriate comments. You know, him trying to hug Carl at the or Coral at the beginning. It's just mm-hmm. he's all types of messed up. Yeah, giving Coral the the extended awkward hug. Mm-hmm. To the yeah. where he's like, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> It's stranger danger, stranger danger. Yeah. <laughs> the uncomfortable night where nobody's sleeping. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, otherwise, yeah, really not an awful lot happens. I, I like how they sort of, um, you know, introducing a herd is just a new level to the to the comic at that point. Uh, because at, at that point, everybody's pretty, pretty competent at dealing with a, a, a a decent sized mob of of zombies. Yeah, a good dozen they can handle. Sure. Yeah. Well together, but when you get a hundred of them at a time, it won't be till much later in the book that they're able to deal with the number of that number of zombies effectively. Mm-hmm. See, well, I've I'm... always wondered why, in the whole breadth of The Walking Dead, nobody has ever come up with the like found like a nice place with a low, you know sort of low-lying area and uh, just, like, filled it full of flammable stuff. <laughs> and then well, you, let, well, you let's have to... put something down there, like a bell hooked up to the to the uh, wind thing, so it just makes noise all the time and just draws them all to... Well, they kind of did that uh, in the TV show with when they... They dug the little pits. And right. they had the sound maker, and they would just fall in, and they just torch them up. That's mm-hmm. true. But I mean, on a mass scale, you could, you know, with with something like a herd, um, you could you could just yeah, you could walk them into a lake, or you know, there's a million different things. Walk them into a parking lot that you've just poured, you know, motor oil all over and torch it up. That's what that that would be my plan if I was living in Walking Dead. Is like, how can we get rid of these guys on mass? <laughs> well, I mean, we did. Actually, last season, we kind of saw that, or was the beginning? No, the beginning of this season, in the fifth season, there's a bunch of people in uh, downtown Atlanta um, in, a, in, an, in a parking lot that have been right. kind of burnt up and melted in, into the asphalt. So, I mean, I mean, it's been tried. I, and, and, yeah, and early on in the series, we saw them when they, they napalm Atlanta. At, yeah, so but that's just sort of random. Like, <laughs> hey, well, Napot, you know, you could. Well, I mean, as as more as things break down, you're going to be less and less organized until, you know, you can get some type of semblance of society back together to to do that plan. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, for for a major scale thing of you know like you know digging a giant trench or even finding an area that the zombies you right. can lead the zombies into to to get them to that they couldn't get their way out of, you know, would be a problem. I think one of the neat things they did in the show recently was, you know, uh, when uh, Carol and, uh, uh, not Tyrese, but, but Carol and, oh, what's the shooty guy? Uh, the, the arrow. Oh, Daryl. Oh, uh, Daryl. Yes. Why the fuck did I not remember that? But when, yeah, Carol and Daryl were in the ambulance and they fall off the uh, side of the bridge and the zombies that were chasing him all just start walking off the side of the bridge. Oh, sure. The, <laughs> yeah. You know, just, hey, over here. Hey, why not? Yeah, straight have line. 
have someone, mm-hmm. you know, rappel off the side and the zombies follow them off. And yeah. they a sports mm-hmm. stadium would be really a really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Open up all the gates to the sports stadium and just like have bells ringing in there. Mm-hmm. Bring them. Just put just put a bunch of cows It'd in there. Just like a Justin Bieber concert. Yeah. <laughs> More like a Grateful Dead. It would be a Grateful Dead concert. (laughs) It would be the greatest. That's what I. If there's a zombie apocalypse, that's what I'm gonna do. The greatest Grateful Dead show ever. You find the biggest stadium, set up some bells in there, and then I'll like, I'll even play to the bastards too. I got (laughs) to. They'll be as responsive. (laughs) I got to see the Grateful Dead. While Jerry Garcia was still alive, too, man. so many times, just once, just once. Where? Uh, Tampa Stadium, like back in. I think I got the T-shirt somewhere. It was like in. It was, I know it was in April. I want to say it was in early 2000s or late 90s. The end. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I smoked a cigarette, and I was about as that was a. I don't crazy. Smoke. I know. I well. I mean, <laughs> crazy I at the smoke, dead show, man. I couldn't smoke dope because you know drug test for work so it's like i just smoked a cigarette yeah, bummer, and, and drank beer that was enough to get me a little buzzed and dance a little bit so yeah <laughs> hey when you smoke i think i've smoked one cigarette in the past 20 years and then i smoked a little bit when i got out of high school and other than that that's the only time i smoked i used to smoke the little brown pantera things that clint eastwood smoked in uh, all the westerns oh. those things are nasty yeah, I mean, those are more cowboy killers than Marlboros are. Really. <laughs> I, I smoked those and unfiltered camels. And, and when, I was, when I was in college, I had friends who smoked beaties that were Indian cigarettes. Aren't those in, the ones that are flavored in some way? They are. They're wrapped in... Some of them are. Some of them are. If they aren't, they're really rough, but they're wrapped in eucalyptus leaves. And, mm. they're you know, the, so they have this weird hard shell, and they're really strong. Is the is the tobacco you know forced out of a koala's ass or something? Is that is that how it gets the flavor? They're so strong that like as you know they have no filter on them or anything, uh, so the whole end of them like starts dripping tar by the time you're done with them. Yeah, and and I knew a lot of people that smoked clove cigarettes until they started seeing like medical reports where like. Smoking clove cigarettes was very similar to like freebasing cocaine, where every once in a while it would form this acidic chemical that would burn holes in your lungs. So I, I thought you were going to say they stopped doing it, you know, once they realized it was a bunch of hipster douchebags doing it and they didn't want to be like that. Yeah, that's what I was I was going to say. Once they realized that, the, and plus, once they realized that they smelled like oh, half baked ass, and mm-hmm. they're, they're the biggest, like, cloying, overpowering scent oh they're awful awful horrible nasty nasty habit yeah he says looking at his pack of cigarettes <laughs> gazing down at the floor at his pack of cigarettes lovingly yeah yeah but there's a big difference between cigarettes and cloves cloves are just horrible smelling even yeah, but worse you know, than in cigarettes. the world of the walking dead you'd probably end up having more of a chance smoking some cloves yeah <laughs> In a cigarette. I've noticed that in the comics, in in the TV show, and this is the opposite of how it usually is. In the TV show, you got Daryl, who's a smoker, 
So you see him with like little butt in the in the last couple episodes. You saw him with his saved up, you know, butts mm-hmm. of cigarettes and stuff. But that that was never really. You would think on TV they always sort of avoid having characters smoking. I guess in a post-apocalyptic world, all bets are off. But well, like, you would. I'm sk- sorry. I'm sorry. When you're driving a sword through so through through a zombie head and you're shooting people left and right and even fighting live people and killing them and chopping them up in a church, smoking cigarettes is like the last thing they should be right. worried about showing on TV. Plus it's cable. Right, but at the same time, are they are they ever going to have an episode of The Walking Dead where they deal with um, Daryl's emphysema? <laughs> I don't think so. Daryl, uh. like you're going to kill you. <laughs> You are you are the Walking Dead. They're gonna have one where they have to give Daryl a trach tube because (laughs) an improvised trach tube because he's gonna have to walk. (laughs) I was I was fighting zombies and it ain't zombie apocalypse, but I kept smoking. Rick, look out! Can't fight zombies anymore. He just has to go from like settlement to settlement, talking to the kids. (laughs) (laughs) If you're in a if you're in a burnt-out <laughs> convenience store and you see a pack of cigarettes, don't pick them up. <laughs> and and then Glenn uh, can can talk to them about safe sex, I guess. You know. I would have also, in the Walking Dead comics, by now dealt with dentistry on some level. <laughs> oh, had someone... Well, you know, the thing is, I, I'm thought back to the whole... Uh, because it's been on cable a couple of times was uh freaking castaway and tom hanks and yeah. having to jam out his you know impacted tooth with a w- with a blade from an ice skate oh, i've so. often thought like if i was going to hoard anything for the post-apocalypse it would be toothbrushes and dental floss because that's the last thing you want to think about is having tooth pain while you're on the road fighting zombies you know, I can I can actually relate to that because just recently I had to go in uh, to to get a, a cavity filled. I actually had to get a crown put on, and it was last Friday. And they came in and they numbed me up and drilled my tooth, and I'm wearing a temporary crown now, and Ooh. it's not pleasant. I hate the dentist, especially especially when they give you that shot and then they start you know drilling away, and it's not painful. You can't feel the pain. But you can feel that cool when they blow the air on it. You feel that icy cool thing that just shoots right up to your nerve and makes your entire head want to explode. That's, That's pain, but it's yes. just—it's it's a just different disguised. kind. Yeah, <laughs> it's just awful. So yeah, healthy, What's healthy gums and pain. teeth are what you need in in the post-apocalyptic society. Uh huh. So you hear that, kids? And drink plenty of fluids because you don't want to get a kidney stone either. No, yeah. a kidney stone. Oh, oh my <laughs> god, a kidney stone in the middle of a zombie because, fight was because somebody hurts. would probably kill you because they think you've turned because you're going. Aah! I don't know. He's pissing blood and moaning. I... Yeah, kill him. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I would be like, please, <laughs> kill me, end me. <laughs> But yeah, there, I guess there really wasn't much to talk about in this comic aside from Morgan being a whack job and the introduction of a herd. I mean, that's a nice that's a nice two page splash there. And I gotta wonder how Abraham survived getting knocked out of that car. He yeah, does no a pretty kidding. good flip. He over. knows how to tuck and roll. 
Uh, yeah, he does. Ha- he does have his head tucked under in that in that one panel where Rick rams the car into the other car. But you don't and really see how he lands. But like you know, no, he, he he lands in the grass. Yeah, he lands in that, which is surprising because the way he's Oof. being propelled, he's over. He's flying over that car that Rick ran into. Yeah, you so. think he would have landed right on that car, but I guess he's going pretty yeah. fast. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's the last place I would want to be in the back of a seat. bed, uh, you know, the back. There you go. Bed. Yeah, the zombie apocalypse. Se- Seatbelt safety. Yeah. Yeah. See? <laughs> Look, oh, actually, they did tell Rick, he did tell Rick and uh, and Morgan to put on their seatbelts. <laughs> so there was buckling up. Yeah, but there's no buckling up in the back. Yeah. yeah it says, mm. hold on, Carl. Make sure your seatbelt's buckled. Morgan, you too. So, yeah. <laughs> Poor, poor Abraham. He gets the short shrift having to drive in the back. Oh, of the he loves that shit, man. That's... Well, he gets, he gets to be macho, so that's awesome. It's his reason for for living. Yeah, is to get thrown out of trucks and <laughs> and pick people off at the last second. Macho Grande. <laughs> I thought he was over Macho Grande. Some things you just never get over. Mmm, <laughs> Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> Sounds like a Taco Bell meal. Macho. No, it's hey. from no, airplane. airplane two. I have. I've never seen airplane two. Up the did you totally miss that whole thing? I did. Thank you, Sean. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at 2TrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, 2TrueFreaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the 2TrueFreaks at the same time. Visit our website at 2TrueFreaks.com. 2TrueFreaks is always spelled T-W-O. T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S You can email 2TrueFreaks directly at 2TrueFreaks at gmail.com 2TrueFreaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. And now, it's time for Happy Corner. Wedding bells will be ringing soon for Joan Gerber, a 25-year-old inmate, who today announced her betrothal to a nine-pound bowl of blue jello. This will be her first marriage, his second.